This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Let's, uh, let's jump back into our series. We're doing a series called More God. And uh, I want to elaborate a bit on what we talked about last week. Conditions that really open the door to more of God in our life. Let's pray and we'll start. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for the opportunity that we have just to come together tonight to worship you, to honor you, Father, to see one another, but also to receive from you and to receive your word into our life. Father, that we can practice it and do it because that's how we're blessed. And we know that. We thank you for that. Father, I just pray that you would give me words of wisdom and words that would speak clarity and boldness. Father, words that would help and heal and that our hearts are receptive. We're willing to receive. Made the effort to come. We might as well believe you to get something good. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we can actually just apply that same verse we just talked about right now. I believe I'll see the goodness of the Lord, that you can walk out of here tonight with something that would help you. And so you can, you can actually believe for that. That you come in and sit down, and what that does is it, it actually helps you receive. So you don't want to just sit and go, well, I hope Alan's got something good tonight. I like last week. Week before was like, eh. So <laughs> you, you, don't, you, really, you don't want to do that. And what you want to do is, is look beyond me and say, Lord, I believe that you can use him to help me. And I can receive something. It's a good idea. Since you're here, and, and since you're online, might as well believe you're going to make it worth your time. We say, well, the worship was worth my time. Yes, it was. But we're not done yet. Got a few more minutes. And the goodness of the Lord's still showing up. So here's what we want to talk about a little bit tonight. We talked about more of God in our life, and last week we talked about how Jesus gave a parable. And in this parable, he talked about uh, different conditions and really different heart conditions. So I'm just going to, for, for time's sake, I'm going to go ahead and read that, that parable. It's in Mark 4. And uh, Jesus was, was speaking, and uh, he said some of the end, so then we'll, then we'll kind of jump into it. Mark 4 and verse 3, he said, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground, for it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground, and yielded a crop that sprang up and increased and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So last week, we talked about the first one of the heart conditions that opens up the door to more of God is ears to hear. That's a, that's a desire to hear. That's a hunger to hear. That you're not just casual. It's like, I really want to, I really want to hear. And he said that to, and, and there were people around him who asked him questions. and said, Jesus, could you, could you tell us about this? Could you, could you fill us in about this? Which is a good thing to do because it shows a desire to learn. So he said, he has ears to hear, let him hear. And then he began to talk about the seed that fell on the, uh, the hard ground. So let's read that in Mark 4, 
14 through 15. He said, the sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. I used to get a little kind of agitated at that at verse because it's like, well, how does Satan have a right to come and to steal the word I've heard? Well, actually, he doesn't if you will receive it. The word wayside actually meant road or path. And so a sower is out there. He didn't have a combine. He was sowing by hand. He throws seeds out. Seed would land on the hard ground. It never went into the ground. It was never received. And so because of that, the birds could just come and, and, and pick it off the ground. It's like if you go out here and throw seed on, on hard ground or on pavement, nothing's going to happen. And so you, if it's not received in. So we talked about this, that wayside is the road or street, that the word was not received, and what is not received is easily stolen. Now what happens is you say, well, why aren't people receiving? Well, that, that can depend on a variety of, of things. Sometimes people don't receive because it goes against their, we talked about this, their tradition. They've had tradition, maybe depending on how you were raised, where you were brought up, what kind of church environment or non-church environment you were brought up in. Um, we, I was sitting down here, but I'm always down here in the front, almost always, and, uh, and pray with people after. Very interesting, I run into very interesting scenarios when I'm praying for people. It's just you hear a lot of things, and so it's, I wouldn't call them counseling sessions, but there are many counseling sessions. And so people come down, they have ideas and stuff, and I was praying for a couple, and they came down, they said, I need you to pray for our relationship. Actually, that's a buzzword. When people say pray for our relationship, that usually means they're not married. Because when they're married, they say pray for our almost every time. So I, I looked at them and said, they said, yeah, we're having problems. And I said, you guys live together? Yeah. I said, well, I said, the best thing I can do for you is encourage you that if you want God's blessings, do it his way and get married. That girl bowed up on me. I, I thought she was going to hit me. <laughs> I mean, she just bowed up, and she, 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 she was a little girl, but she looked like she could, she could swap a few blows right there. She, she said, she said, well, I just, I wasn't raised that way. And uh, the guy, he was raised that way. And he was the one convicted. He drug her down to the front. And uh, I just remember looking at her and go, darling, I... I can understand that you weren't raised that way, but I'm just telling you, this is, this is what the scriptures say. This is, this is what the Bible says. I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm just telling you what, what scripture says. I didn't see him come down for prayer anymore again. But here is, what, is what's interesting. We've said this over and over again. Hey, if you want God's blessings, do it his way. We, 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 do, so many, we do so many weddings around here, and I've been so blessed because so many couples have come in and they've said, you know what, we've been living together for, for, for years, for a long time. We just we wanted to do this thing right before God. Some of the sweetest weddings I've ever done have been by couples who said, we're not looking for a ceremony. We just want to make this right in God's eyes. And it, I'm, I'm telling you, some of, the, some of the most beautiful weddings, not fancy, they're up in the, in the prayer room. I do express weddings. Amen. We, don't need, we don't need to make it long to make it right. And uh, some, some beautiful things. But tradition. Tradition will keep you from receiving. Pride will keep you from receiving. You hear something, boy, you just bow up. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Just, I'm just preparing you. But people bow up. I said, you know, I, 
I believe something different. Okay. Um, here's one of the biggest ones, I, I think, is um, the enemy works on people and he lies to them. And I think one of the biggest reasons that people don't receive is the enemy tells them, that's not for you. That's not for you. That's for people who are platinum level Christians. You are not platinum level. You're dirt level. Because the enemy will tell people about how bad they are and how horrible they are as a Christian. And how many of you know if you're condemned, it's very hard to receive anything. And so God can be speaking wonderful things, especially about who you are because of your faith in Christ and what you've become as a new creation. He can be speaking wonderful things to you. And, and there's that little voice going, that's not for you. But that's not for you. We talked about tonight, believing that we would see the goodness of the God, the goodness of God in the land of the living. Some of you believe that's not for me. That's for preachers. That's for spiritual people. That's for people like Justin and Mary Beth or Joy. She's platinum level. But it's not for me. But how many of you know, listen, when you made Jesus your Lord, I want you to hear me real clear. It it doesn't matter whether you're a preacher or a singer or whether you just came to the Lord yesterday. At the foot of the cross, all the ground is a level. And so there are no elevated, there are no elevated Christians and there are some who are platinum level and some who are dirt level. It's because of Jesus that we have any level and it's level. So one of the things that you'll have to overcome is the idea that I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. It's not for me. See, when we believe that our worthiness is not based on what we've done, it's based on what he did. And so I just, I've got his worthiness. He gave it to me. It's a gift. The Bible calls it the gift of righteousness. See, if you're thinking, I'm not righteous. And I know people who are Christians, they're horrible. They're not right. No, 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 no. Don't even go there. Because you won't even be able to receive. You need to say, Lord, if this is what you say about me, this is who I am. And we stop buying off on the lies. You see, the enemy does not have the right just to come in and run over your life. So he deceives you or he lies to you. And if you buy in on the lies, then it's harder to receive. So you have to, when you hear, when you hear God's word, and maybe it says something wonderful, and you, in, instead of going, I don't, you just have to go, thank you. Thank you, Lord, thank you. That belongs to me. I said this for a long time. When it becomes personal, it becomes powerful. When you make it personal. See, when you heard the word about salvation, and you made that personal, that's when you got saved. And so all these other promises, all these wonderful things in here, that's, that's, it becomes personal to us. So, I want to talk about, so how do, we, how do we get that, how do we get a more receptive heart? So we talked about not believing lies. Here's another big one. Humility and receptivity are connected. Humility and receptivity are connected. James, first chapter, verse 21, 22. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Let's talk a little bit about humility or meekness. Meekness is another word. 
Meekness is not a word people get excited about. Say, hey, we're going to do a, going to do a whole series on meekness. Uh, I'd have to title it differently because people, people don't like that idea. You don't raise your sons up to be meek. You raise your sons up to be strong. You want your daughters to be strong. You don't want them meek because we associate meekness and weakness. We associate meekness with someone who walks around with, with high waters and a big pocket protector and they just go, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just real, no, I, I can't do that. Praise the Lord. And, and you got men going, I ain't doing that. Ever notice Hollywood, usually when Hollywood portrays Christians, they do a really jacked up job of portraying Christians. And Christians are either really weak or they're psychopaths. And so meekness, actually the Bible, didn't Jesus say, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek. How many of you know Jesus was not weak? He was not weak. You didn't do what he did. You didn't face the cross. You didn't handle the cross. Hey, you don't clear out a whole temple full of people selling, selling stuff. If you, are, if you are weak, and he wasn't weak. The word meekness actually means strength under control. Strength under control. The ancient Greeks used to raise their horses, their war horses, and they wanted their war horses to be meek, which meant they didn't want them, they, they, these were strong war horses. You would think you want your war horses to be anything but meek. No, if it's strength under control, that means a horse that was controllable was more effective in, in war. So it's strength under control, meekness. And the Bible said receive with meekness the, the engrafted word. Humility and meekness are in the same family. James, fourth chapter, he is still speaking. But he gives more grace. Therefore, he, said, he says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Now remember, guys, we're talking about more of God, right? We want more of God in our life. Y'all still here? Okay, good. Um, more of God. And the Bible said God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I don't know about you. I want all the grace I can get. I, I need grace. Grace is God's power and ability on my behalf that I did not earn. But with his grace in my life, and I'm telling you something, his grace is sufficient. And with, with more grace, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in a whole lot better shape. So that means I need to learn a little bit about humility because if God is resisting the proud, but he gives grace to the humble, then I, I need humility in my life. But it is not a, a subject matter that we talk about a lot. It's not a subject matter that people talk. I, I rarely ever have anyone come up to me and go, you know, uh, Alan, I'm, I'm really studying on humility. I, I'm trying to learn more about humility. I like to send that. Joy's been on a, she's been on this for a while. She's been pointing, all, pointing out all the areas in my life where I'm not humble, but uh, I really appreciate that. Humble, humble means to go low before God. The humble are not resisted, so they have more of God in their lives. We're responsible for our own humility. It's a hard thing. No one else can humble you. We have to humble ourselves. James, the fourth chapter, verse 10. 
Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. He didn't say, I'll humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will smash us. It's humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will help us. If we understood humility, we'd be a lot more excited about it. Because what we're learning to do is say, Lord, when, when, it, comes, when it comes to, I, listen, humility is not you walking around with a bad self-esteem. Humility is not you walking around putting yourself down. That's not humility. And I think we've all seen false humility. We've all seen people who say, well, that, oh, man, you did such a good job. And people are like, well, it was the Lord, it wasn't me. <laughs> and sometimes, some, sometimes that just kind of rings, it just rings weird. And, and so, yeah, I think it's good to give honor and glory to God, but you know, some people just have a, well, they're just proud of how humble they are. And uh, you don't want to do that. So you, you want to, but we want to learn about humility. What does humility look like? It's not me going, well, you're, you're awesome, and I'm just terrible. It's not humility. It's not like, oh, you're incredible, and I'm a weak worm of the dust. That's not humility. It's not us telling the Lord how horrible we are. That's not humility. Because if he pays such an awesome price to do such a great work in us, us telling him how, how awful we are doesn't bless him. Those of you who have children, now, if your children came in and they stood there by the kitchen table and you're like, God, what are you doing? You're like, I know I don't deserve to eat dinner tonight. But could you please just spare? I don't have to have anything but a, a dry crust of bread. <laughs> I'm such a horrible, terrible person. You look at your kid and go, what's your problem? What, 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 kind, of, what kind of angle are you working here? I mean, you know, it, it doesn't bless you if your kids come in and go, everyone hates me, no one likes me, I'm a terrible person. Does that bless you? No. And it doesn't bless the Lord when you go and tell him, I'm so awful, I'm horrible, I'm, I'm not worthy. He already figured out you're not worthy. That's why he sent Jesus to make you worthy. So we don't have to tell him how unworthy we are. What we have to do is thank him that we were unworthy, but because he sent Jesus, now we're not unworthy anymore. Thank you, Lord. I can come boldly to your throne of grace because of what you did for me. It, it's not the, throne, not the throne of works. It's the throne of grace. Let me give you a, let me give you a, a story tonight. I realize this is a subject, and I haven't taught on it much. Probably need to teach on it more. But it is, uh, there's, there's an example in the Bible. Chris, do you have that one uh, in Matthew 15? Here we go. We got a good tech team. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. He answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she's crying out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. And even the little dogs eat from the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, 
Great is your faith. Let it be to you as your desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. This is, a, this is an interesting story of humility. The woman of Canaan had no covenant with God. She was not Jewish. She was a, a Syrophoenician woman. Those were some, uh, they were well known for just how, how wicked they were and how perverted they were. And so she comes from that background. She's calling out to him, O Lord, son of David. I don't know where she picked up that word son of David, but that's not what the, the, the Canaanites called. So she had no covenant right to come. And Jesus didn't answer. Now, how many know Jesus is totally fair? He wasn't just trying to look at her and go, oh, please, it's you. What he did, he, he did right. So he's just walking along. He's not answering her. So she can't get an answer from him. Now, how many of you know if you're, if you're trying to call somebody and, and they're ignoring you, it would make you a little bit miffed, especially if you had a little bit of pride. Have you ever been just ignored? You go into a store and you're like, excuse me, can I help you? And well, the cook goes, hmm, and turns around and walks away. You're thinking to yourself, oh, no, you didn't just do that. Find me a supervisor. I'm gonna, uh, so you get ignored. She, she could have just gotten miffed right there, walked away and went, Forget him. And her daughter would have st stayed demon-possessed. So she, she calls to the disciples. You know, some of those guys, hey, hey, Thomas, Tom, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you, I need, I need help from Jesus. I need help. I need help. Hey, can you help me? She ain't going away. Hey, help. Hey, I need some help. It finally just annoyed the disciples. And they're like, Lord, can you do something with this lady? Because now she's bugging us. So now she's got 12 guys ignoring her. First Jesus, then his disciples. You're starting to think, find me another church. Because this, this one ain't friendly. I don't want to tell you friendly. She could have walked away, and her daughter would have stay demon-possessed. So what, what does she have to do? She's having to chew some pride up. <laughs> Listen, guys. All of us have to deal with pride. All of us. If you, if you find someone that tells you that they have completely defeated pride in your life, run away. Because <laughs> they're not right. All of us have to deal with it. You say, well, how often do we have to deal with it? Daily, hourly, when, 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 how, listen, all the time. We, all, we have opportunities to do this. She could have gotten upset. She could have gotten mad. She comes in and then, now she falls out and worships. She said, Lord, help me. He said, <laughs> Jesus said, you know, it's not take, right? Take the children's bread and give it to the little dogs. I'm sure the disciples are going, just call that woman a little dog and listen to what she said. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Listen, if the Lord tells you something you're not doing right, the best thing you can do is go, yes, Lord. I'm sorry. She just said, yes, Lord. She said, but even the little dogs get the crumbs. Whew. Jesus said, <laughs> he basically said, lady, you are stout. <laughs> he said, your child, listen, so many opportunities, so many opportunities to walk away. 
so many opportunities to get in front. Listen, humility, what are we talking about? You'll hear words. Sometimes you'll hear me. There are people who won't come on Wednesday night because they know I teach differently. Because a lot of times on, on Wednesday night, quite frankly, I'm in your business. In love. Because I love you. I'm all up in your business. And people say, oh, I don't want anybody. Listen, you actually, if it's godly, you want somebody in your business because if it corrects you, then you can get in the, listen, I want to be corrected so I stay right where God wants me. I want to, I want to man, if I'm missing out on something, help me, Lord. Lakewood Church, when I was there years ago, this was back in the 90s, uh, I had some Bible classes. They had gotten large. I taught some of their, their classes there. Billy Hunt and I taught together. And uh, I was teaching some classes. And uh, some of their biggest classes. And so I was starting to think pretty highly of myself. And they got a new administrator in for the Bible school. And she was a young girl. She was younger than I was. She came in. And she kind of came in... Um, establishing her turf. And I didn't particularly like her style. She told me to do things and I didn't want to do them. She said, I need all the teachers here on Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. And I would go, I'm sorry, I can't make that. And I arranged another time. She'd say black, I'd say white. She'd say white, I'd say black. I just didn't particularly like how she handled stuff. She obviously did not know who I was. <laughs> it, I, I'd copped an attitude. And I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a worship time. What is it about worship time? When you're just worshiping the Lord that he, he talks to you. Ever had that happen? Ever come in here arguing with your spouse? About two songs in, you're like, oh, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's something about worship. And I think when we put our attention on him, it opens us up. And I'm, I'm worshiping. And, and the Lord, he didn't, I didn't hear an audible voice. He spoke to my heart. He said, if Lakewood put her over you, then you need to submit to that. It's another favorite word. Submit. <laughs> And I could jump, we could have fun with this, but, but we're not. Submit to simply means I'm willing to do what they ask me to do, whether or not I agree with it or not. In fact, usually it's not submission until you don't agree. Food for thought. And so I'm, I'm sitting there trying just to worship the Lord. He's interrupting my worship time. And, and, and I realized I had missed it. And I, I went to her and, and I apologized. Now let me help you with something. When you apologize, don't go up and tell someone, you know, I didn't like you, I didn't like the way you handled things, and I never liked your style. Don't do that. <laughs> Just walk up and go, I apologize. And I said, listen, I said, I apologize. You've asked me to do some things. I've not been cooperative. I apologize from now on. I'm your guy. And she'd say, I need the teachers there at 4 o'clock. That, 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 we were living way north, and that was a long drive. And I would say, I'll be there. We need to do this. I'll be there. 
And I made a heart adjustment. When you make a heart adjustment, can I, can I just tell you something? It required some hum humility in me to make that heart adjustment. Do you see what I'm saying? But once you make it, it wasn't a problem. But here's what's interesting. About two months later, the Lord puts it on my heart to start this church. Here's what I believe. If I hadn't have done that, I couldn't have done this. Do, do you understand that? That, that makes sense. Humility, guys, is not a bad thing. Humility is a good thing. We humble ourselves and, and the Lord. Listen, we're always, the, the Lord, he will step on your shoes, but he will not ruin your shine. He, he, will, he will tell you, the, and you're going you're to make adjustments. How, how long do I have to keep making adjustments? How long do you plan on living? I think, honestly, if we're planning on living and growing, I believe we'll be making adjustments for eternity. And so we're learning, we're growing. And so it's, a, it, it's humility. Does that make sense? Sometimes, listen, sometimes I'm going to say things in here. This might tick you off. Now, you, you can handle that a couple of different ways. You can go, bless God, I'm never going back there. I'm not going to listen to that. I don't have to take that from him. Listen, I don't do any of the counseling. So I don't, I don't know... I don't, I don't bring people's stuff out and put them out here. I usually bring my own stuff out. Because I, I got plenty of material. But the idea is, sometimes if it stings, you need to ask the Lord, why does this stain? Listen, if no one can talk to you, if no one can tell you anything, you're not in a good spot. You want to be in, in a place where there, there's some humility about you, where someone says, hey, you, you need to correct this. Listen, I live with a woman. You, you, people would say, who are you accountable to? I'm like, you have any idea? Have you ever met my wife? Here, do you realize I live with a godly woman who's, who's constantly sharing stuff with me? And she lives with a preacher who is sharing stuff with her? I mean, we got, we got that humility. You better have some humility around, around my house. You ain't going to make it. Because we're iron sharpens iron. And sometimes it just, sometimes, but hey, listen, it's the best thing in the world. Because when you humble yourself and say, Lord, I've not been treating my spouse right. Well, that's, a, that's how you start seeing improvement. Instead of saying, you need, Lord, you need to change them. Oh, Lord, if you can't change them, kill them. No, that's not how you want to pray. <laughs> You, you want to pray, Lord, what do I need to do? And when you take that role, and he says, you need to treat your wife better. Instead of, instead of blowing up, you go, yes, Lord. You're exactly right. That's how you receive. And that's how you become more fruitful. And that's how you get more of God in your life. Does that make sense? Aren't you excited about humility? Don't you just want to run out right now and say, Lord, show me all the areas in my life that I messed up. No, just don't, don't do that. Just say, Lord, just take me one step at a time. Don't, don't show. And he's, you know, he's real good about that. He'll show you some stuff. Have you, have you ever noticed that? He'll show you some things and you thought, huh, why didn't you show me that way back there? He takes us a step at a time. And then he'll show us something else. 
Then it'll show us something else. Why? We're becoming more Christ-like. More like Him. And more of God in our life. That's a good thing. I know about you. I need all the grace I can get. God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. I'm lining up for more grace this year, which means more humility on our part. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful for Your Word. It corrects us. It changes us. It, it reveals things to us. It's a mirror that we look at. And Father, thank you that it's a mirror that changes us from glory to glory. And we thank you for that. Father, I thank you for everyone listening online, everyone listening who here. Father, thank you. Your intent is never to harm us. It is to help us. And I thank you that you can do that. Stand your bow, eyes are closed. If you came this evening or you're watching online and you say, you know what, I never made a decision to receive Jesus as my Lord, or I'm just not sure if I have or not. Or you said, you know, I did that, but I've gotten so far away from God. And I realize I need him in my life in a big way. We're going to say a prayer. I'm not going to have you stand up, come to the front. If you're watching online, you can pray this prayer with us. But if that's you and you're here tonight, and you say, you know what, I, I recognize that. And, and this is where it takes humility and a level of courage to say, Alan, that's me that you're talking to, but I... I want to change things tonight. Would you slip your hand up just across the auditorium? Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Yes, thanks. Appreciate that. All right. Put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand and, and you really wanted to, you, you, you can still pray this prayer. This is a heart prayer. We're going to pray it with you out loud. You're, if you're online, you're by yourself, pray it with us. If you're, if you're around others, pray it quietly. The whole church family is going to pray it with you. Say, dear God. I know mankind needs a savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I said yes to you. Father, thank you for those that prayed that prayer. Online and here in person, thank you, Lord. For those who humbled their hearts before you and said, Lord, I need you as my Lord or I need to come back. What a marvelous thing. We rejoice with them. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.